Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. Thank you so much for joining me on my drive to work this morning. It's been a minute since the last episode. We got kind of sick. Lakers in that span went on a big run. They got smoked by the Grizzlies in their last game. All that. Let's jump into it. All right. So as I mentioned, the Lakers have played like five games since my last episode. Um, I got a little sick. I just just a cold, you know. Thought it might have been Omicron. Ended up being not, which I was a little surprised by. But the Lakers have played like four games since my last episode. They went on a bit of a run. They so since my last episode, the Lakers lost the Grizzlies, which is funny because in this episode, the last game, the Lakers lost the Grizzlies also. But so the Lakers lose to the Grizzlies in my last episode. That was a game that was really frustrating, where they were up by like fourteen, playing really well. And then just lost it all. Got ended up losing in Memphis. They come back home and they went on a, on a winning streak. They won four games in a row, which was great because they were below 500 at the time. They got back above 500. They beat the Timberwolves. They beat the who else did they beat? They beat the Hawks. They beat the Kings. Um, they beat the Trailblazers. Uh, so. They came in, so New Year's Eve was the game after the Grizzlies game against the Blazers, and LeBron went off. 43 points in the game. Lakers won by, like, 20-plus points, 30 points. It was, they won by a lot of points. And it was a fantastic game. Malik Monk played well. Russell Westbrook played pretty well. Fantastic game for the Lakers. That's what, exactly how you want to see the Lakers play. They, they, knew how to, they knew what to do with Damian Lillard. They didn't let him go off, and... And they played well. And they go on, they play the Timberwolves in the next game. They won that game. It was a little close. It was like a six or eight point game. A little close for comfort, but they win the game. Uh, to be fair, Carl Anthony Towns was not playing in the game. So had he been playing, he probably would have demolished the Lakers only because the Lakers have been playing without any bigs. They've been going with a small ball lineup with LeBron at the, at the center for most of their recent games. Um... LeBron, and it's it's been working for the most part. There's there are definitely some holes, which is when there's a good big man, it's hard. The Lakers have trouble. Um, so Carl Anthony Towns not being not playing against the Lakers really definitely helps a lot, especially without Anthony Davis and everything. But a win is a win. The Lakers get the win, especially where the Lakers are at right now. I'm kind of happy with whatever I can get. I'm not looking for those same types of like milestone wins as I normally would be looking for if the Lakers were playing better, you know, so like for instance, if the Lakers were say a one, two or three seat in the West right now, but for whatever reason they had lost to the Timberwolves two or three times, however many times it's been, you know, I would want, I would want that win 
I would want that win against the best Timberwolves team they have because I would want to have that milestone of like, okay, for whatever reason we've struggled against the Timberwolves, but this time we did it, we beat them, this is what we did, all that stuff. I'm throwing that all out the window because the Lakers are 21-20 and 20 on the season right now. They need everyone they can get. So if Carl Anthony Towns isn't playing, then great. It helps the Lakers. They're going to get they're, they're going to get a win. We just need to get wins so that we can end up in a seed that is above the above the the playing tournament and and preferably, I mean if we could somehow the fourth seed is getting a little out of hand. That's where the Grizzlies are right now. They're only three and a half games back from from the Suns in the first seed right now. So they're they're kind of running away with things as well. Especially the more that we lose to them, the harder it is for us to make any ground. So we're like seven or so games back from the Grizzlies right now. All that being said, a win is a win at this point for the Lakers. Even if Carl Anthony Towns didn't play, it is what it is. So the Lakers beat the Timberwolves. It was a close game, but they beat the Timberwolves. Then we went on and beat the Kings. That was an also, I think, like an eight-point game. So again, a little bit of a close game for a team that's not that good. But again, a win is a win. I'll take it. And then we beat the Hawks. In that game, the Lakers pretty much blew out the Hawks. It was a pretty decisive victory. That was like Malik Monk's coming out party. He had 29 points in the game. LeBron had uh, 32 points in the game, I want to say. And the Lakers just smoked the Hawks. So that was a great that was a great game. In terms of just like all around good basketball, they they held Trey Young. They were able to kind of keep the Hawks from doing what they wanted to do on defense. Like defensively, the Lakers were able to play well. Then on the other end, it, it was funny in that game with the Hawks because LeBron actually kind of came out a little slow in the first quarter, first half, not, not really shooting too well, missing some shots. But then Malik Monk and Avery Bradley just came out on fire, hitting everything, making a bunch of shots. And uh, like Malik Monk started the game like eight for eight or something with a bunch of threes, and and he was killing it. So. LeBron actually like started off slow, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a slow game for LeBron, but like Malik Monk and Avery Bradley are carrying the team. And then LeBron ended up in the game being the, the Lakers' leading scorer with 32 points. Malik Monk had 29, which I think was a season high for him. Um, so Lakers demolished the Hawks, which was a great game. And then that takes us into the, the Grizzlies game on Sunday night, which... The Grizzlies just have our number this season, and they're—I mean—they're good. They're the fourth seed in the West right now, so like it's not like they're a bad team necessarily. Um, they're definitely one of the better teams in the West right now. So they, yeah, they just had—they've had our number all season. Even again, like I mentioned, the the game before my last episode where the Lakers were up by like 14 and lose the game, and then in this game was the total opposite where the Lakers were down by like 30 for a lot of the game. The Lakers were awful. They, I mean, minus LeBron again, it was LeBron James had 35 points against the Grizzlies. And so, so LeBron had 35 points. So in the last five games, LeBron has been averaging like 31, 32 points per game, which is unbelievable given that he's 37 years old and, you know, he's dunking on people. It's ridiculous. So, (laughs) LeBron had 35 points in the game. The next high scorer in the game 
was both Wayne Ellington and Austin Reeves, who Wayne Ellington didn't get in the game until garbage time. And Austin Reeves, he played a little bit, but he got a lot of minutes in garbage time where he got all those points as well. The Lakers starters, Malik Monk, this was the first game that he really struggled in a while. Malik Monk had been playing well. He had been playing really well. And to the point where, like, where he was playing so well that he was looking like he was basically the second, well, the third guy in the Lakers' big three. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Malik Monk. That's honestly, that's how it feels right now. Aside from the game on Sunday where he played well, didn't play well. But you know who also didn't play well? Russell Westbrook. He had like seven points, nine points on just an awful shooting night. He has zero touch around the basket. It's unbelievable how bad he is offensively shooting the basketball. He cannot shoot the ball for, like if his life depended on it, he would be a dead man right now. It's, it is completely, it's just, it's just terrible. It's, it's really surprising. So I'm going to get a little more in on the Russell Westbrook situation, but Malik Monk has been playing well, but he did not play well on Sunday either. The whole Laker, I mean, the Lakers starters, it was like LeBron with 35 points, and then Russell Westbrook with like nine points, Malik Monk with seven points. Again, Le- Le- LeBron had zero help. So the Lakers are down by like 20. I think the biggest lead the Grizzlies had was like 27, 28. I don't know if it actually got to 30 a 30-point lead, but it was, like, really close. Um, and <laughs> so with, like, six minutes or so left in the game, Lakers are down by, like, 26. And both teams put their bench in. It's kind of garbage time with six minutes left in the fourth quarter, mind you. Like, that's still a decent amount of time left in the game. So we have Austin Reeves on the court, Wayne Ellington, uh, I forget who else. Like Malik Monk was probably out there. LeBron was off the court. Russell Westbrook was off the court. Um, and the Lakers went on a run. They went on like a twenty to zero run in the in in like three minutes. And with a minute and sixteen left in the game, it was a I want to say it was an eight point game, maybe even a six point game. It was ridiculous. The Lakers, <coughs> excuse me, the Lakers literally came back from like 27 28 26 something like they came back from a ton down on off a 20-0 run i think it was a i think they were down 26 probably because it was a 20-0 run i'm pretty sure they were down by six with a minute left and they just couldn't get it done there they had one more possession where they missed a three where if they would have made the three it would have been like a three it would have been like a three-point game and they missed the three, and then that kind of just ended it. The Grizzlies went down, made, I think, probably some free throws or hit a shot. Ended up being an eight-point game. Lakers ended up losing by eight. So, shout-out to Austin Reeves and Wayne Ellington for actually showing some heart, for actually doing when, doing some stuff that needed to be done to, win the, to try and win the game, for getting the Lakers back in the game, which they couldn't do all game. It was a close game in the first quarter. That was about it. First Close game in the first quarter, and then the Grizzlies just ran away with it. And then the fourth quarter, thanks to Austin Reeves and Wayne Ellington, the Lakers actually kind of had a chance. And they also, you look at the box score, you look at the final score, and you're not totally embarrassed because they the Lakers lost by eight or nine, eight or nine, and not um, 27. So uh, shout out to them for for still really trying hard toward to the end of the game. So Lakers lose again to Memphis, which sucks because 
earlier on in December, the goal for the Lakers, my goal for the Lakers, was that they could somehow go on a streak and be fighting for that fourth seed. Because at the time, it was still up for grabs. Memphis hadn't quite got on the run. They were playing well, but they hadn't quite got on the run that they've gone on. And it was more realistic for the Lakers to to win, you know, to go on a streak and and be and get up to like the fifth seed, let's say, fight for be able to be in, like in striking distance of that fourth seed. Right now, the Lakers are in the seventh seed. They're twenty-one and twenty. Uh, Denver, I think, is right above the Lakers in the sixth seed, who are twenty and nineteen. So they're right around the same boat as the Lakers. The Lakers are three, I want to say three games back from like the sixth seed where the Mavericks have gone. They've won a few games, so they're like a few games above 500. So it's all within striking distance still. At this point with the Lakers, how they've gone, my goal for the Lakers is that they just don't, they, they, they just don't play in the playing tournament. I... The play-in tournament is one of those things where, especially with this Lakers team, I mean, having LeBron and Anthony Davis, if, if Anthony Davis is healthy, having them is a big help. But it's the play-in tournament, it, you know, it's a lose and you're done situation. I mean, I guess if the Lakers are a higher seed, you have to lose twice. But still, I mean, you want you want to be you want to have a sure spot in the playoffs. You know, you don't want to be playing around with with these play-in games. So. My goal for the Lakers at this point is just to be the sixth seed. You go in as a sixth seed, you play, I don't know, the the Jazz if they're, you know, and hopefully hopefully you can get it done in the first round, you know, and then you go on and you play the Suns or the Warriors, and it's going to be tough. It'll be a tough road. The Lakers have not made it easy on themselves. So at this point, best case scenario in my mind is we're not playing in a playing tournament. So, the Lakers are currently in the seventh seed, which is the the, the top playing tournament spot. So, Lakers still need to go on a run. I mean, we're still dealing with injuries. Obviously, we're we're as healthy as we've been, which is great. You know, it's good to see like the Lakers are as he- the Lakers are as healthy as they have been since the since the the four game streak they've gone on. They went on and they went on a four game win streak, right? They Obviously, we're missing Anthony Davis, but we got Malik Monk back. We got Austin Reeves back. We got all these guys back from the COVID protocols and everything. And we went on a run. It's great. You know, it's good to see that the Lakers win healthy when they when they have their guys can beat, can beat teams. I mean, we're not playing the best teams in the league. We're beating the Blazers and the Hawks and the T-Wolves and the Kings. But, but it's still good to see that we haven't strung along more than, like, two wins all season. So, like, the four-game win streak – is a you know it's important to look at it's important to see what they're doing well and how how they're winning those games losing to the Grizzlies is tough because they're they've gone from a team that's like a low level playoff team to a okay they're holding the four spot in the west they're they're a home court advantage playoff team which is is impressive John Morant's playing well he's playing out of his mind um LeBron's playing the thing that sucks is LeBron's playing extremely well but in a lot of these games, most of these losses, it's not LeBron's fault. LeBron's playing well. He's going out there. He's doing what needs to be done. 
yeah, he might have a few turnovers or whatever, but for the most part, he's doing what needs to be done. It's the rest of the team that's not stepping up. You know, you have Russell Westbrook scoring nine points in a game. You're not, you can't be a a big three player and score nine points all game. Shoot two for twelve. You know, that's not, that's just not going to get it done. So, and the same goes for guys like Malik Monk and Carmelo Anthony. Right? It's like you are important pieces of the offense, especially with Anthony Davis out. And you guys got to shoot the ball well. You got to put the ball in the basket. If it's not if you're not making threes, attack the basket, pass the ball, cut, do you know, figure it out. Like someone's going to score. Someone will be able to 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 find the basket. I mean, you have games obviously where you just can't hit shots. I get that. And that was partially the story in the Memphis the last Memphis game where the Lakers were getting blown out. Part of it were the Lakers just playing bad defense because Memphis was getting a bunch of open threes in the corner and all that stuff. But there was a point in the game uh, in the first, I think like by halftime, maybe even into the third quarter, where the Lakers weren't shooting that bad. It wasn't great by any means, but they weren't shooting that bad. They were shooting like 44%, 45%. Memphis was shooting 60% from three and 55% from the field. Now, I I mean, like, it's going to be hard to win many games against teams that are shooting 60% from three and 55% from the field, no matter how good you are. So that was part of the story was it was just the, the Memphis was just shooting the lights out of the gym. They were shooting incredibly well. And it's hard, you know, in that situation, it's like, okay, like, what are you going to do? Like, Lakers defense could have been better there was a lot of shots the reason it's not like they were shooting 60% on shots where the Lakers were closing out perfectly had a hand in their face now Memphis did hit a lot of it did still hit a lot of good shots like that but there was still a handful of shots where Memphis was wide open Lakers weren't rotating well on defense and that's part of why and how the Grizzlies shot so well so that being said, I Grizzly part of it is the Grizzlies just shot incredibly well. Part of it, the Lakers didn't play great defense and didn't shoot as well as the Grizzlies. So, anyways, it's a tough loss. I I just hate losing to the Grizzlies because one, I'm used to them not being that good, and two, because that is one of those milestone wins that you want to have. Again, I know I said I kind of threw that stuff out the window earlier on in the episode, but I still want you know. If I want, if my goal was for the Lakers to be the fourth seed in the West at the end of the season, you got to beat the team that's the fourth seed in the West to make that ground up. And they've lost, they've won. I think the Lakers are one and three this season now against the Grizzlies. I think that was the last game. They, I think that's probably the last game they play against them. So, <clears throat> in one sense, since we keep lose, losing to them, I guess that's a good thing. But also, I just want to be able to actually beat them. And that one game that that we did beat them was early on in the season. Lakers win, but like. John Morant missed free throws that would have sent the game into overtime and who knows what happened then so all that being said tough to see the Lakers lose to the Grizzlies and get that four game win streak snapped again awesome to see the Lakers go on that win streak tough to end that win streak but the Lakers do play tonight Wednesday night 
against the Kings in Sacramento. So another good chance to get on uh, another win in the win column there. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about Russell Westbrook and a little bit about the, the next few games coming up. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit a little bit about Russell Westbrook. He's kind of been my favorite topic to talk about on this podcast because he's kind of the newest, the biggest and newest factor to the team this season. I know we changed a lot this season in terms of personnel, and we got a lot of new guys come to the team, but none of those guys were touted as being a part of the Lakers' big three like Russell Westbrook was. So I'm just here to say that even so during the four game win streak, Westbrook played okay. He had 19 points in one game. He had 20 points in another game. He also played bad. He had seven points in one game. He had nine points in another game, you know? So in 15, it was like he ranged from like seven points and then one game he had 15 points, and then another game he had 19 points, and another game he had 20 points. And I wouldn't really be harboring on the points he scores probably as much if Anthony Davis was healthy and playing. Because in my mind, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they're the one and two option. Not necessarily in that order. It could be Anthony Davis, it could be LeBron, depending on how he, you know one of them is playing or the matchup, things like that. Um, but they're the one and two option. But Russell Westbrook offensively was the third option, always. So being the third option, I wouldn't expect you to be having to put up maybe 25 points a game. In this case where you're the second guy, in theory, it's LeBron, it's you and LeBron, I'm expecting you to be able to put up 25 points in the game. The Lakers need that in order to win. Now, part of the reason LeBron has been putting up the crazy, you know, 32 points, averaging 32 points in the last five games, it's because Russell Westbrook can't score the basketball. It's like Russell Westbrook scores 19 points, so then LeBron scores 31 points. It kind of makes up, you know, like getting like, let's just say 50 points between the two of them would be ideal, right? Like 25 each. That's kind of like maybe in my mind the ideal scoring breakdown between the two of them for the Lakers to win on top of the, the rest of the team actually playing well also. But, you know, Russell Westbrook puts up 15 points, 19 points. LeBron has to put up 35-plus in order for the Lakers to win. Thankfully, we've had guys like Malik Monk come out. He's played well. Avery Bradley's had good games. We've had guys, you know, Carmelo Anthony has played well in a few games. A few games, I mean, during, like, the with the win streak. I don't mean, like, the whole season. Um, and so I'm still team trade Russell Westbrook because he's awful. He does more bad than good for the Lakers. I mean, even in the during the win streak when he's putting up 20 points, right? It's like, okay, that's a, that's good. That's good. It's good enough. The Lakers are winning. He has 20 points. I'm not going to complain about that unless he has like nine turnovers or something. Then that's going to be ridiculous. If he has 20 points, nine turnovers, and the Lakers win by like four points, then yeah, I'm going to complain about that because the Lakers probably – Again, let's just say it's like the Lakers are playing the Kings. They win by four points. LeBron has 30 points. Russell Westbrook has 20 points. But Russell Westbrook has nine turnovers. Then, yeah, Lakers probably should win that game by 10-plus points. But because Russell Westbrook had nine turnovers, 
you know, who knows, whatever. I'm making up scenarios, but I'm still team trade Russell Westbrook. I, I'm, I have not been convinced. He's, he's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. He's, you know, he's played well in some games. He's played awful in other games. So it's not like it's been all bad. I'm not here to say that, but it hasn't been all good. I've, and it's been more bad than good. So I'm sorry to all you Russell Westbrook stands out there. I don't know if any of you guys listen to this, but if, if any of you guys do listen to this, you guys probably stopped listening a while ago because all I do is rag on Russell Westbrook. But it wasn't a good trade to begin with in the offseason. I was a little, I was trying to have, I was trying to be optimistic about it. I was trying to be like, okay, like maybe it'll, it'll be something. Maybe Rob Polinka, LeBron, they probably know something that I don't know. You know, whatever. I saw Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook play in the playoffs in 2020 against the Lakers when he was on the Rockets. And, you know, Russell Westbrook did kind of lose that series for the Rockets. You know, he didn't play very well. He played well in the first game. And that's about it. But, you know, maybe they know something that I don't. No, no. He's the same player. He's the same player as he was. <laughs> when the, like, the Lakers knew they went up against Russell Westbrook and they exploited Russell Westbrook for what he was to win that series in five games. And then they turned around and said, like, you know, let's trade Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and KCP for Russell Westbrook. It makes me sick to my stomach, honestly, thinking about it. It's awful. I hate it. So I'm still team trade Russell Westbrook. Again, I don't know who you can trade him to. I don't know who wants him. I don't want him. I don't know. Like, no smart team would want him. Unless, literally, unless it's, like, a rag team that wants to rebuild and have a guy on there that can bring you know sell tickets like Russell Westbrook still sells tickets he's still a popular player he just sucks so I don't you know I don't know like what the I don't know what team out there you know I'm I'm like praying to God which I guess is a dumb thing to pray about but that the Trailblazers decide that they just want to blow it up. They want to rebuild. They're going to offload, trade CJ McCollum, see, trade Damian Lillard, and they, yeah, well, they'll take Russell Westbrook. He'll be a guy that we could rebuild with. <laughs> uh, in my dreams, I know, I know, I know. So this whole Russell Westbrook experiment is not going well, in my opinion. The Lakers are twenty-one and twenty on the season. Russell Westbrook is missing layups. He's airballing 10-foot jump shots in the paint. It's he has zero touch around the basket. It's the thing is is like you know, if he turned the ball over a bunch. But I will say I will say one good thing about Russell Westbrook so far in the last few games is his passing has been incredible. He has made some great passes. He has you know he's he gets nine or nine plus assists a game, which is good. That is great. That's positive. All that being said, we still need scoring from him, and he cannot score the basketball. So shout out to Malik Monk for having stepped up the past few games, minus the Grizzlies game. Shout out to Avery Bradley, Carmelo Anthony, guys that step up game by game. It's a different guy every game, but shout out to the THD. He had a few good games during that streak. Like shout out to the people that have stepped up because 
while Russell while Russell Westbrook is putting up 15 to 20 points, sometimes seven, he's you know at least you know he's he makes some good passes, right? So that's that's the one good thing I'll say. It's not all completely bad. Even in his, even in his worst game, he makes some good passes. He gets some assists. That's good. I like to see that. But still, the, it, it makes it all that much worse when he gets the ball. You see him. You see him dribble back and forth. You know he's going to try an ISO. And he literally can't take anybody. He, he can get to the rim, but he'll miss the layup. He can create a little space, take a little quick jump shot, but he's going to airball the jump shot. That's what we're dealing with with Russell Westbrook. So from an offensive standpoint, he's the last guy I want to be taking a shot from anywhere on the court. Like, I would think that, you know, I was preaching before, like, Russell Westbrook, drive to the basket, drive to the basket. That's where you're best. Even then, he misses a ton of layups. So, like, the last, literally the last guy I want to see shooting the basketball is Russell Westbrook. Like, I would almost rather see Dwight Howard shoot a three-pointer than Russell Westbrook at this point. So, and that's a little bit, I'm a little founded in saying that because Dwight Howard has, you know, he's known for pulling up randomly and, like, downing a three-pointer, like, out of nowhere. So, I'm a little founded in that in that statement. Um, but I, I, I'm not joking. I would rather see just about anyone on the Lakers take a shot than Russell Westbrook. So, we're still team trade Russell Westbrook on this podcast. Uh, if you don't like that, sorry. He just isn't that good. Um, and the Lakers were dumb for trading for him, in my opinion. So, all that being said, the Lakers play the Kings tonight. The Kings are, again, not a good team. We've talked about them before. The Lakers have played them a handful of times. We've had some bad losses to them. We've had some decent wins against them. So it's a game the Lakers should win. Lakers should win this game. Expect LeBron to play well, as as he has, as he always does for the most part. We need Russell Westbrook to play well offensively. I don't think he will. It is what it is. Malik Monk is the guy. Malik Monk, with in this team without without Anthony Davis, Malik Monk is the second-best guy on the team. So we're team Malik Monk, LeBron James. Russ, if Russ can, like, make some good passes, play good defense, which is a stretch, you know, get some rebounds, whatever, we need Russ to do the little things right. And I would love for him to be a scorer on the team. He's not, like, he just isn't a consistent scorer enough. And I'd rather see Malik Monk shooting the basketball, having the ball in his hands, than Russell Westbrook at this point. So, um... Let's hope Malik Monk can kind of get out of the rut he was in against the Grizzlies on Sunday. Lakers have had they've had a bit of rest. I mean, this is one of the longest rest periods they've had in a minute. They've had since Sunday night to Wednesday night. So, you know, hopefully that's good for for LeBron, who's playing way too many minutes for a guy that's 37 years old. That's another thing we haven't talked about a ton. Um, is I know I got I think a question. On, in the mailbag about that a couple mailbags ago but it's not ideal that LeBron is playing that's this many minutes having to score this many points but thankfully he's he's a he you know he's a great player gosh it's windy it is windy on this drive so hopefully that doesn't sound like crap when I post this anyways uh LeBron 
playing way too many minutes for a guy that's 37. Not ideal, being 40, you know, half halfway through the season or so. Um, oh yeah, Lakers are halfway through the season, and we are one game above 500. Not great, but 40 games, 41 games still to get better, to to go on a streak, and and hopefully the Lakers can finish out the rest of the half, the last half of the season strong. Hopefully we can get Anthony Davis back soon. <clears throat> you know, I last time the Lakers played the Kings, I'll, you know, sorry, I'm jumping around a lot. I got a lot on my mind. A lot on my mind. That's what happens when I don't do an episode for a week plus. Um, last time the Lakers played the Kings, Buddy Heald went off. He, he, um, you know, maybe he was trying to show the Lakers what they missed out on. I don't know. But he went off. He played well. That was part of the reason why it was a close game was uh, Buddy Heald was playing well and, and the Lakers didn't really have an answer for him. But he's also not, like, he hasn't been playing that well this season. Like, he comes off the bench, I think, for the Kings. Like, that's not that impressive. So, all that being said, I think the Lakers get the win tonight. They need to get the win tonight. If they don't beat the Kings, we're in. The, we're going into the second half of the season. We're a game above 500. There's no room for the Lakers to lose to teams that are worse than them. No room for to lose the teams that are below 500. So, Lakers, it's one of those things where, like, I want to say, like, expect the Lakers to get a win, but I can't say that. I can't say expect the Lakers to get a win. I hope they they need to get the win. They are, they, they're, their backs are against the wall. They need to get the win. So, let's hope they can do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm -hmm.